0: Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey, y'all, thanks for tapping in to Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and I am so grateful to share this space with you today. Ah, Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, one of my many, many favorite topics. Joy, cultivating joy, understanding, the magnificent power that is joy. And just like what it means for yourself to be able to be connected to it. Um, joy and happiness is not the same thing. Let me just start off there. Happiness is an outward expression. Joy is an inner personal experience to me joy is like the spirit and happiness is like the mask um when people think of happy they think of smiling they think of like cheerfulness glee you know just this outward expression joy to me can be experienced and there doesn't have to be any external cues that you're feeling joyful like i can feel joyful and have a straight face but the joy is on the inside it's 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 in the inside it is it is clearly they're both emotions but joy to me is more grounding happiness is more fleeting and happiness is very dependent on tangibles and circumstances where joy is a little bit more steadfast, it goes a little bit deeper, okay? So I'm gonna be talking about joy, right? But not just joy in and of itself, but for me, like, what were my shifts? around understanding the importance of joy or learning how to really stay committed to joy. Because I definitely live my life from a place of being committed to joy. So, for me, at 12, it was the first time that I went to Disneyland for Christmas time. And it felt absolutely magical. I mean, I'm from LA, Inglewood specifically. So you know, it definitely don't snow down here. And I love Christmas time. Like, listen, I am all the wokeness of capitalism and consumerism. and. This, that, and the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I get all that. I know all that. But to me, Christmas feels so magical. It feels good. It feels warm and fuzzy. I like warm and fuzzy. Christmas makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And all the warm and fuzzy that I could get, I get at Disneyland during Christmas time. Okay? You just... I mean, the decor, the fake snow, which are really bubbles. Um, it's a small world. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing to go to. It's a small world. Oh, I'm going to cry. I'm feeling emotional right now because I'm not going to be able to go to Disneyland this year because of Rona. <sighs> Listen, I mean, I'm cheesing so hard right now. I felt like I unlocked I unlocked the epitome of joy when I went to Disneyland for Christmas time at 12. Then I went again when I was 13, when I was 14, and then 15, I didn't have to go with my mom. I just started going with my friends. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be my Christmas tradition. Cause I love Christmas and this is like all the whipped cream on top of the hot cocoa by the fireplace. Okay. This is the epitome of Christmas for me. And so I learned really early on what helps me like just be in this really exuberant state of joy and it and it was that it is disneyland at christmas like if someone wants to create a scale of joy in my life it's going to be like nothing to disneyland at christmas like that's the scale you don't even need to go one to ten like that that's the scale for me so the closer i can get to the feeling of how it feels to be at Disneyland for Christmas, that that is my scale of joy. I mean, conversations, <laughs> movies, food, like any experience, the closer I get to that emotional, spiritual experience I have being at Christmas at uh, Disneyland at Christmas time, that that is my measurement of joy. So, I got to experience that epiphany, that shift very early on. Now, when did I actively become committed to joy? Hmm. Well, the thing is, I love the feeling of the, the lightheartedness, the, the jovialness that one experiences when you're just connecting to like childlike wonder. And I think that having a commitment to going to Disneyland every year, I'm I'm no lying. Like, I'm no lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> that really, I guess, defined what it means for me to have a commitment to joy because I know how great that feels. And I just don't want to feel it once a year. Like I know that it is its own unique experience, but I know I don't have to just feel that once a year. And I would say when I probably was around 21, 22, and I started going to grad school at Columbia in New York, I became much more intentional about staying committed to joy. Grad school was a very difficult time for me. Um, I went through so much pain that I wouldn't even allow myself to, like, feel because I was so committed to joy. During grad school, I ended a relationship with my college boyfriend. I lost five family members during that time. also had a pretty life-altering DV incident with my father that there was so much that happened in those two years I mean aside from the personal stuff then just like the institutional experience that I had I mean with the white guilt and fragility and tears flowing literally every week because I had all these folks that were getting a master's in social work and didn't know the isms of the world existed and was feeling all bad and this that and the other and being at an ivy league is not necessarily the same experience as being at a uc even though that's a predominantly white institution i mean because this was like international, you know, so there was so many stressors during that time. And a year or two before I had started doing Bikram yoga. um, And it just just the breathing, just the being able to push through something that feels challenging was really grounding for me. So I was committed to starting to do Bikram again, when I got to grad school after adjusting for like two months. I loved, love, love dancing, um, so yeah, my butt was in the club, um, <laughs> having bottle service at tables like three, four times uh, a week, because I just love dancing, and I just, I just, I just love dancing, and dancing brought me joy, and my love for the arts, my goodness. I mean, I went to shows so much. I went to concerts so much. I went to ballet and opera. Just being immersed in the arts is definitely something that I learned to do to stay committed to joy when I was in New York. And so I I would definitely say the second shift around commitment to joy in my adultness um, definitely came when I was in New York. I was just like, in New York, there's so much of everything, you know, And anything you want, you can you can have in New York, you really can. And I mean, joy for me came through, like I said, the arts, it came from, strolling through Central Park. It came from absorbing the beauty of, you know, New York during the winter time. once I could get past the cold. Um, now, Christmas time in New York. Oh, my gosh. Listen, one of my favorite movies is Serendipity. And um, I just felt like I got to live it all the time. The magic of the air. Going down Fifth Avenue and all of the stores just decking out their window displays and, you know, going on horse-drawn carriages and just Rockefeller Center and all of of that goodness. Um, That, to me, epitomized me understanding, being clear around, and being committed to joy. I got to learn so much about what brings about a sense of joy in my life when I lived in New York. And that's probably one reason why I love it so much and learning how important the arts are to me, learning how important exploration is to me. I mean, I went to so many many museums all the time i love museums i'm like that person like oh you know would you want to go on a date like i don't know to a really nice restaurant or you want to go to a museum i probably want to go to a museum and the restaurant afterwards but i would choose the museum because i love learning and i knew that about myself but i really really connected to that when i was in new york um understanding how important i don't know scenery and architecture and uh geography was to me i i really learned that in new york and so when i came back to california all the things that I realized I loved so much in New York, I really, really tried to continue incorporating that in my life. And honestly, like my life has never been the same (laughs) since. It really hasn't. I can tell you the amount of adventures I've gone on, um, just learning how to embrace the fullness of life no matter where you are is something that i learned in new york and you create the fullness of your life and in you creating fullness in your life you get to experience joy now of course you know resources matter i mean if the things that you want to do cost money like that's a thing right um if things that you want to do are far from you and you don't necessarily have transportation, that's a thing, right? But what I learned was to pay attention to like the root of the enjoyment, right? So for me, art is about expression. It's about no boundaries. It's about play. It's about creativity. So even now, you know, being in the times of Rona and semi-quarantine, like I spend time painting. I spend time coloring and I feel so amazing. Now it's not Christmas time at Disneyland amazing, but it's definitely amazing. Coupled with putting on my favorite music, some amazing jazz or some neo-soul or some classical. Like I do get into like a whole mood and I do feel really, really joyful. Now, let me tell you around this time, what's going to happen? <laughs> Coupling a uh, painting or coloring with like a courty Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie, oh my gosh, that just takes it to a whole nother level, listen, I'm getting warm, I'm getting warm right now, I'm getting warm right now, um, I am a romantic, y'all, no, 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 I am like a romantic, okay, so I love rom-coms, I mean, I don't really care how corny it is, I don't really care how predictable it is, don't you sit, watch nothing with me and try to predict it because I don't want to watch it with you if you're going to do that. I don't want you rolling your eyes. I don't want you sucking your teeth. We just going to watch it like we don't know what's going on and just bask in the possibility of the joy and love. Okay, That brings me joy. Um, So understanding how art makes me feel expressive and And fearless, you know, like that's something that I connect to. And I try to intentionally cultivate that in my life as much as possible. Um, Dance, like I love movement. I like feeling my body. I love being connected to my body. Dance allows me to do that. Heck, sometimes just stretching allows me to do that. Sometimes just caressing myself allows me to do that. And I literally feel joy from it. I learned how passionate I can get around cuisine when I was in New York. I love, love, love just amazing, bold flavors, you know. And so even now, ordering something or picking up something that just, it, it just feels like a party to my senses, like that is something that brings me joy. Um, I learned how much I love being connected with people, even though I'm kind of like an introvert. Um, And so selectively (laughs) being connected to people, uh, whether that is by FaceTime or calling someone or meeting up with a friend, Um, in a safe capacity, of course, you know, that's something that I do. All in all, I understand the foundational experiences that add joy to my life. And I think that I have lived such a rich life because I connected to that clarity at a young age. And I continuously, and I do continuously incorporate the activities that do give me joy in my life. I mean, I feel like that's why I live such a full life. Listen, when I came back from uh, New York to LA, I'm telling you, child, I was on living social and Groupon like all the time. Like I mean, skydiving and NASCAR driving and random lessons for surfing and all kinds of stuff, you know, adventure, exploration, right? Um, Even now, I love learning. Like, I love learning. Give me a great documentary. Give me a book on a topic that I don't know Like give me an article on something that I don't know that I can discover and read more. I love that stuff. I love it, love it, love it, love it so much. And I stay committed to the joy because it's helpful for my mind, body, and spirit. I don't use it as a form of escapism even though there's definitely been periods in my life where I did, you know, because of certain things that I was going through. But in general, I've just learned that staying committed to joy, like I said, really helps you feel like you're living a full life. As many dark seasons and times that I've had, feels good, feels light, you know, allows you to live in purpose. And again, I'm going to acknowledge as I always will that I know that there is a certain level of privilege that I definitely have. You know, there's there's privilege that I have in um, not having children and not having to answer to anyone and share my resources. So I basically get to do what the fuck I want. And I've always got to do that. Um, so I definitely acknowledge that. However, I do believe that it's possible that even if you do have circumstances, you know, that keep you holding a certain level of responsibility to other people or you know other things, etc. Um, that there's twenty-four hours in a day, and every day is doesn't have to be the same, and you can carve out. Time for you to cultivate joy, but it starts with you understanding what brings you joy. I mean, I think that that is a question that a lot of people don't even ask themselves. What brings you joy? What brings joy into your life? What makes you feel at the top of the world? What makes you feel fearless? What makes you feel free? What makes you feel warm and fuzzy for me i you know joy a lot for me is like warm and fuzzy <laughs> like that that's that's just how i'm going to to explain it like warm and fuzzy for me is nostalgic it's safe it's cozy you know it's it's what i feel when i see two people who love each other embrace each other and kiss each other You know, it's what I feel when a baby is cooing and giggling. It's what I feel when I see something cute with a little animal (laughs) somewhere. It's a feeling that I just learned how to be really in tune to and to duplicate. And I feel like, again, aside from the more joy that you cultivate, be full of your life feels, but just like on a spiritual level, joy is such a beautiful and amazing experience to have. And the height of that emotional frequency is something that I want to stay on as much as possible. I feel like when I'm tapped into that place of joy i'm more open-minded i'm open-hearted i'm able to receive more i feel more clear i'm more loving i'm more supportive i'm more um, empathetic there's so much that i feel when i'm in that place of joy and of course also when i'm in a place of joy i have lower levels of stress and anxiety I learned that I can cultivate joy even if I'm in a depressive episode, even in the midst of grief. There's this just magnificent power that joy has. So staying committed to joy is so important. You just you just wanna bottle it up and sip on it as much as possible. Um, because it to me, it just makes life worth living. I mean, that's not the only thing that makes life worth living because joy is just of yourself, you know, like there's other things that make life worth living, but you know, you feel alive when you can feel joy and staying committed to it is also you staying committed to feeling good and feeling light and feeling love and feeling how freedom feels like for me one of my core values is freedom and the experience of joy is definitely a pathway to freedom for me when i feel joy i feel free I can laugh and I can play and I'm not worried and you know I'm probably in a state of gratitude just just flowing I feel like being committed to joy allows you to stay and flow and when you're in flow oh my goodness baby that's where all the magic happens literally okay So I wanna ask you, how are you committed to joy? How do you stay committed to joy? How can you stay committed to joy? You might have tons of responsibilities and play tons of really important roles, but can you slice time out of your day or your week to intentionally cultivate joy? I promise if you do, you'll, experience a shift in your whole being you really will like it won't take away all the problems that you have if you have a lot of problems but let me tell you life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond and so if you have built up your sh- your internal resources to be optimistic and to be open and to be flexible and to be adaptable and, and to to look at life through these lens of light, you will actually live life differently if if you lived it from the perspective of being dismal and pessimistic, you know, so joy benefits you, it benefits those around you, and it's a really amazing experience. Well, I hope that you got something today. I want to encourage you to subscribe, follow, share this, um, leave a comment. Remember to be open to shifts around you because they're happening every day, y'all. The shift is always so real. Seek to shift. Seek to grow. Seek to be you. Until next time, y'all, be well.